Welcome everyone to the Ave Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Lamed Chet. We'll begin on Lamed Zayin Obet at the last narrow line. The words Itmar. Today's Daf is a zechut for our sponsor Daniel Ben Devorah. Should have success in all of his endeavors. Itmar, we learned. We have two guys who bought a barrel of wine and an animal in partnership. So basically, they got a cheaper price on the on a full animal. And on a live animal and a wine, and they don't need the whole thing. I'll take half the barrel, you take half the barrel, I take half the wine, you take half the wine. Rav says, We're talking here about about going with the barrel out of the tichum. We're talking in a case where the two shutfim have an area that's jointly allowed to walk to, that both of them could walk to, then there's an area that each one alone could walk to. And the question is, can we each one carry his share of the animal, let's say, or his share of the barrel, to an area where the other person can't go? So Rav is claiming you could do that when it comes to the wine, but you can't do it for the animal. Shmuel says, so you can't do it for the wine nor the animal. Says the Gemara, the Gemara is questioning. Why would Rav say such a thing? If he holds that we hold of the principle of Bidira, Bidira means that that retroactively we could designate what was mine and what was yours, and therefore in this wine case, the reason why you're allowed to carry it is because it comes out that once we split it, this part was always mine, that part was always yours. Then I feel today, even though the animal should be allowed. The ikas of an if he holds no such thing as bedah, feel chavit nami asur, then even a, a barrel should be asur. Says the no. The olam kasavad really holds yesh bedah. He agrees with the kind of bedah, and that's why he could carry out the wine. Mishani behemad kayanki techumi mahadadi, because my part draws nourishment from your part. Which means, let's say, for example, partner A takes the front of the animal, partner B takes the back of the animal. Partner A's front of the animal, when he starts to walk with it, even though that front of the animal was always his, but but the the front of the animal, which is always his, could not have lived without the back part of the animal. And so it comes out that the front part of the animal has in it nutrients from the back part of the animal. And therefore, that's why you're not allowed to carry it, or, or you're not allowed to take it out out of the tchum of guy, the guy who owns the back part of the animal, since it has nourishment from the back part of the animal. If so, how come the chachamim are not worried about muksa? Which means, if it was, if we had been it up, that means my animal was mine all along. And if so, the other part should be muksa to me. And yet, even though my animal drew from the nourishment of the muksa part of the animal, was still letting you, was still letting you eat it on the holiday, we're not saying it's muksa. so if so, we shouldn't worry about carrying it out of the tchum Shatik Rav, Rav didn't answer the question, it's machlok whether Rav didn't answer because he agreed or didn't agree says, my havela, what's the halacha Rav Hoshi Amar Yeshbera Yochaman Yeshbera, Enbera Rav Hoshi holds the touching of Bera and Yochaman says there isn't, ask the commandment so Rav Hoshi Yeshbera, are you claiming that Rav Hoshi agrees that there is Bera you can do the retroactive selection Vatanya, didn't we learn if you have a dead body in a house with a lot of doors, we don't know which door the met can go out of. Kulant all the doorways are tameh. 
When we say the doorway is a tameh, it means, of course, what's inside the doorway and the inside of the house is tameh. But what about if you're in the overhang of the door, but you're outside the house? Since we don't know which doorway you're going to go out of, even though you're in the doorway outside the door, you'll still be tameh because there's a, cor- there's a corpse in the house. If and once one of the doors opened, and then the rest of them are tahor. Let's say the guy didn't open the door, but he decided, you know, I'm taking it out of the west door. Or he said, I'm taking it out of a window, which is at least four by four. That thought is able to make the other openings, the north, south, and east side of the opening of the house, someone who sits in the outside of the thing could be still tower. That's according to Betelah. Bet Shemai Omrim, who chashev lav ad shemot amet. Betelah Omrim, after shemot amet. The machlok of Bet Shemai Betelah. If the thought could work after the dead body dies, like Hillel, or you have to have thought before the guy died that when he dies, I'm taking him out of the west door in order to go out of the other things. So it seems like Betelah holds. Yesh which means that even though you didn't decide before the guy died, since you decided after the guy died, retroactively, this was the one that was always going to go out of. Betilel's pshat, that it works after the guy dies, means not that it was always Tameh, but now going forward it becomes Tameh. So we see from there, that he's understanding that Betelel doesn't go with Mafreya, that means he doesn't hold a Brera. So but the fact that he's explaining Betelel in a way without Brera, it sounds like he doesn't hold a Brera. Epoch, so he might switch it. You're right. Well, we're going to accept Reb Hoshia's statement regarding Betelel, and we'll swap the original statement when it comes to Brera and say that Rabbi Hoshia was the one who said, ain't Brera. This way he fits with what he said over here by Betila. When we eat the Rabbi Yochanan Brera, we have, the other, we have a question of the other way around. How can you say Rabbi Yochanan holds a Brera? I'll show you he doesn't. If brothers are splitting up inheritance, they're like purchases. This means that, even, that as soon as the, the father dies, Reuven and Shimon automatically get a share an automatic share becomes theirs because dead people can't own property. So therefore, automatically Reuven owns part and Shimon owns part. Now, that happens automatically, but we don't know who gets what. And therefore, what they, we do is, we tell them, give up whatever share you automatically got and take you take the deal house, you take the Brooklyn house. So we don't know who really owned it, but in the second division, they're going to agree to give up their real shares for this voluntary Brooklyn house and the other guy for the voluntary deal house. Now, when Yovel comes, if if we say that that swap where you, t- you took your real share and you took a deal house instead of it is like a sale, like Rabbi Yochanan says, then on Yovel, every 50 years when the properties go back to the original owners, we're going to have to do a new division because every 50 years... The sale goes away, and you have to give it out again a second time. So we see Rabbi Yochanan holds like that. That has to go back in your veil. And if you hold it, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold a Brera, only on Deoraita laws. But 
I'm sorry. So over here we see Yochanan doesn't hold a brayer because if he held a brayer, we know that he would say that when I pick the deal house, it shows that that was mine all along. And maybe he'll tell me, no, he always holds a brayer by Doraita, but Doraita holds a brayer. Even the Rabbanani doesn't hold like brayer. Vatani Iyo, because Iyo learned in the Brayta. A person can't make two Tanaim together. There's a machloket. Let's say a guy makes a roof on two, puts food on both sides of the town, the east and the west side of the town. And he doesn't know and he doesn't know which one he wants to use. For example, let's say he has a rabbi coming from the east and a rabbi coming from the west. He doesn't know which one he wants to use. He can make a condition saying, if, the, if my rabbi comes from the east, I want to go east. And my east eruv works. If my rabbi comes from the west, I want to use my west eruv. But he can't say that if they come from both, I pick what I want. He could say whichever one they come from, that's fine. But he can't say for I come from, I pick what I want. So you see that he doesn't hold a breira, even though it's only the Lebanon. Let's see. Why doesn't it work when the guy comes both ways? The Ambera, So Nami So then why? That doesn't work out because then even when the guy made the Mizdach Marav, that's also using Brera, which means when the guy made one east-west and he says, if the guy comes from the east, I want to go east, and if the guy comes west, I want to come to the west. That's also using Brera. So what's the difference if it's both or, or one? Rabbi Yochanan is talking about a case where the guy already came and therefore it's not using Brera. Alma did let the Yochanan Brera even under Rabbanans. Marsh says, you're right. Rather, don't flip it. Because we, we flipped it. The problem was that when we flipped it, we had gotten Rabbi Yochanan saying he doesn't hold the Brera. So keep it the other way. We'll say that Rabbi Oshia, who doesn't hold the Brera, which we proved before, that Rabbi Oshia does not hold the Brera from the fact of the doors in the house with the dead body. Yes, this Rabbi Oshia doesn't hold the Brera. Why? It's Deoraita, he doesn't hold the Brera. We follow the Oshia that we do do Brera under Rabbanans, but not Deoraita. Amar Shmuel, Shmuel holds. If you have the ox of a guy whose job it is to fatten oxen, anyone could use it. He, he could go like anyone's to whom. But the, the ox of a shepherd is only like the people of that city. Now, when we tell you that, we're telling you that this fattener guy, since he's making them to sell, the the, the ox gets the tehum like the guy who bought it, because it's automatically that it's going like that. Seemingly, he's going with Brera. Other Rishonim disagree. Says the Gemara, But the shepherd, the ox of a shepherd, is only like the people of the city. So the shepherd has his own animals. 
since he only sells to people in the city, he's not a fattener that people come from other places. He's a shepherd that only local people buy from him, so he can only go like the people in the city. If a guy borrows something from his friend on Erev Yom Tov, then what happens? We said in the Mishnah that if it's borrowed Yom Tov, it goes like the borrower. Pshita, of course it goes like the borrower. Why should it go by the lender? The lender is lented him before Yom Tov, belongs to the borrower. Now, we're talking about a case where the guy asked for it on Erev Yom Tov, but he didn't actually take it to Yom Tov. I would have thunk. It's not in his reshut, and therefore it goes by the lender. It goes by the bar, because since he agreed, so it goes by the bar. This follows. says the same thing, that it follows the bar, where even though the bar didn't take possession until Yom Tov started. Says the Mishnah, if he borrowed Yom Tov, it's like the lender. Of course, when it's when it started, when Yoto started, it belonged to the lender. So, why should it be that there's a havmina might go by the borrower? Talking about a case where every holiday the guy comes to borrow his uh, his um, pepper grinder for his salad. So, if every Yomto of the guy comes, so you might say that since over here this time. He didn't mention it beforehand, but he always does. Maybe it could be that I'm allowed to use my to whom for it because it's known that I always borrow it. You might have said that it's already his because he knows it's coming. Every time the lender doesn't know that this guy's going to borrow his pepper grinder because the lender's thinking maybe he'll find someone else with a pepper grinder and he'll use that for his salad. And therefore... Since he doesn't know that he's for sure coming, therefore it's not considered that it's the borrower, it goes by the lender. We said in the Mishnah, also a woman who borrows stuff from her friends to cook, it goes like both of the Tchum. When Abba went to Bavel, he said the following, Salik means he kished. So he went from Bavel to Israel. He said, I hope that I say something that the people in Israel accept. So he got to Israel. And they were sitting and saying, Am I? Why should they be stuck to the both of them? When it comes to water and salt, water and salt, when they go into the dough, are invisible because they get completely absorbed. And therefore, we shouldn't say that if a guy brought water, it goes by his tchum. Since it, since you can't see, you should ignore the tchum. Amalei Abba, sir, Abba, who just came from Babylonia, told him a possible answer. He says, If a kav of my week got mixed with ten kav of my friend's week, you think I could eat the whole thing and, and it's nothing that I have extra kav? Of course not. Meaning, if I had 10 kav of, of, of dough, and my friend has one kav of dough, or one kav of wheat, and now I make a big thing. So listen, it's mostly mine. I can eat the whole, all 11 kav. Of course not. You have to give one to your friend and one to you. So therefore you see that when it comes to bitul, we don't do bitul on money things. Uh, only on, uh, on, on halachot, not on money things. So therefore, therefore over here also, when it comes to the salt and the water, even though it's mixed in the dough, 
it's not bitul, and therefore it's partially mine still. Part of it is mine, and therefore the dough has to stay where I'm staying. Achichola, so they left it him. Amalahu, they told him, Gul tayu shakli, hadur achichola. He says, what? Did I took your I took your shirt? That's why you're laughing at me? And they left again? Amar Rav Osher, says, Shapir avu dachichola. Rav Osher says, it's good that they left at Rav Abba. You know why? Ma'ishnachitim b'sorin dekul. Why did he talk about a case of why didn't he talk about a case of wheat mixed with barley? Because that's one type with another type. And we have two different types. You know, one type and another type is batil. Also wheat and wheat. I know that it doesn't get batil according to Batil gets batil batiled. And therefore. It doesn't work even with the same kind of wheat, and therefore that's what they left in him. told him, Moshe Shapir Kamta. In the name of Moshe, are you talking right? Didn't you hear what Rechir Kustafa told Rav? If you're pulling pebbles out of your friend's wheat storage, you have to pay him the value of wheat. Why? Because if the guy has, normally when you sell wheat, there's always a little pebbles in it. And when you weigh it, those pebbles add to the weight. Now, it's not called cheating because it's understood that there's a certain amount of pebbles. If you decide to make his wheat more pure and you pull out all the pebbles, the bottom line is you're hurting him because when they weigh it, he's going to lose weight and it'll end up getting paid less and therefore you owe him the amount of wheat that you lose with the pebbles Alma Kila Chasira we see that even though it's nothing Hachanami Kila Chasira so too here if we make this guy like his water and salt that went into the dough is nothing and we don't have to, we can ignore his tehum, you're making him like nothing so Abayah told him Lo Ben it's different between uh, than pebbles, which somebody owns and he's claiming it. When it comes to the water and the dough, once the owner gave away the dough, it shouldn't make a difference. Because the water was given up and he didn't want it anymore. Okay, we're going to stop over here at Amarle Ul Tamech. Baruch Adonai Le'olam, Amen Amen.